0: Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. Lee here, ready to serve you up a piping hot plate of delicious episode. This episode is a masterpiece full of fresh ingredients like shower soap, durian fruit, hot dogs, gum, a nice cat, even nicer mice, lemon curd, juggling, and more. And it's all coming out of the kitchen after these quick words for the grown-ups.
2: This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Ooh,
3: yeah, I'm singing in the shower. singing. in the shower. In the shower. Ooh yeah, ooh yeah. Here's some things I see in the shower. Shampoo. So fresh, you can this. Giant bucket of cottage cheese. Just all the normal things that you see in the shower. Okay, Harry. Enough of your beautiful voice echoing off of the acoustically flattering walls of the shower. Time to get clean. And soap! Shampoo! Conditioner! And done. Ah, left all my clothes on again. Oh well, let's just check the old agenda and see what's on the docket for today. Hmm, 8am shower, check. 9 a.m. breakfast, good, good, 1 p.m. nap time, of course you gotta have a little nap in the middle of the day, and 4 (gasps) p.m. No, it can't be. Is it really today? Oh boy, it's my favorite day of the year. Today, I get to watch the big game.
1: What could and nephew give up on your story? The thought of it is kind of funny, and that inspires me. That jokes are very funny.
3: Story Pirates. Welcome back to the Story Pirates podcast, everyone, where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. Now, let me just open up my computer, get ready to stream the big game. Oh, that's weird. Looks like the internet is down. Okay, well, no problem. I'll just go check the TV in the living room. And while I'm doing that, we can do a story. And here to introduce it is the author.
1: Hello, my name is Kaden, and I'm nine years old. I live in South Korea, and this is my story, Little Snap, Big Problem.
2: Little snacks, big problems. problems. Little problems. Little snacks, big problems. Little snacks, big problems. Little snacks, big problems.
4: Welcome to the finals of Little Snack's Big Problems, the competitive TV show that asks, Who's the saddest snack food? I'm Bill Bilson, And I'm Bill, Bill, Bill. Tonight, four tiny snack foods try to prove their problems are the biggest and that they are the saddest. The snack food with the biggest problems will win the coveted sad food crown. That's right, Bill.
0: I'm so excited that I'm practically starving.
4: (laughs) What a weird thing to say since hunger is not typically associated with excitement. Anyway, let's meet our first contestant. All the way from a cart on the corner of 14th and 1st, give it up for... Hot Dog! Good evening.
2: I respectfully submit that my problem is the biggest, and therefore I am most deserving of the sad food crown.
4: A bold statement from an incredibly wimpy-looking hot dog, Bill.
2: <laughs> That's right, Bill. I shall convey my argument that I am the saddest food with a humble tune. Maestro? Mm-mm. <clears throat> I'm called Hot Dog, but I prefer to change my name to Hot Weasel And just sprinkle onions and make me cry And me and Hot Dog Bun don't quite get along Bun whines all day long about I The sausage makes bun soggy And I get teased by my friend Pizza Dog Hot Dog has
4: raised the bar with that big problem Let's get to know our first contestant. Now, Hot Dog, what? Hey, where did Hot Dog go, Bill? I have no idea, Bill, but I'm sure he'll turn up. (sighs) Absolutely no reason to suspect otherwise. On to our next contestant. This international duo hopes their tangy tunes and sweet lyrics will prove they have the biggest problem. Can lemon curd and Italian meringue claim the sad food crown? Let's find out!
2: Italian meringue, we have faced so many big problems in our time together. But when I look at you, I know I must mix you on medium speed until stiff peaks form. Oh, lemon curd, you put the ass in
5: citrus. Let us sing about our problems right now. People make lemon
2: meringue pie, but me and lemon curd don't get along. An Italian meringue. Gets blasted with a blowtorch What? Oh, That's very
5: painful Please stop that I'm not a Dalian I'm
4: from Switzerland these two foods don't get along, color me surprised. Big problem, Bill. Lemon curd and Italian meringue might have just earned themselves the sad food crown. And, hey, where are lemon curd and Italian meringue? Um, they probably just needed
0: some water to wash down the snack they just ate.
4: Indeed. Perhaps they're drinking water from a glass similar to the very glass you're drinking from right now.
0: (laughs) Perhaps
4: let's meet our next contestant they give us a lot to chew on even though they can be hard to swallow put your hands together for our next sad food gum yo 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 turn me up in the headphones this is a story all
3: about how i've got the biggest problem it should win the sad food crowd. unwrap this hello I don't know why I'm here. This story is for edible things, but I'm inedible. There are two options for being inedible, being poisonous and indigestible. I take seven years to digest. Actually, I'm sad, jealous and mad at the same time. The reason I'm sad is some parents keep their children away from me. The reason I'm mad is I get teased by my friend, coconut-flavored jelly bean.
4: Gum really laid it out for us. What's a bigger problem than being a food that can't be eaten? But is it a big enough problem to take the sad food crown? I think gum has 99 problems. Hey, where did gum go? Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> What was that, Bill? I couldn't hear you over all that gum chewing noise. Mm-hmm. Who's our last contestant? I'm still hungry. For competition? Um, sure. Great. Our final contestant for the Sad Food Crown is a large fruit native to Southeast Asia. Give it up for Durian!
5: Hello! it's wonderful to be here tonight. You may know about my powerful odor, but you don't know about my equally powerful singing voice. This here is a little song about my big, big problems. It's dedicated to all the strong-smelling foods out there. Limburger cheese, sauerkraut, Zerstroming, Solidarity, my stinky snacks. All these snacks are worrying But I'm the little durian I'm the saddest The saddest of them all My smuggles goes out across the land From public transit I've been banned No, on a train or bus I cannot ride I never wash It is true, eat rotting fish, yuck be you. And I play in a dumpster all the time. All these snacks are worrying, but
2: I'm a little
5: durian. I'm the saddest, the saddest of them all. And I have to move to a supermarket in Chicago. And that worries our parents. passion fruit. She asks me how often I do not know, but she asks me to take a shower. All these snacks are worrying, but I'm a little durian. I'm the saddest, the saddest of them all. All these snacks are worrying,
4: Chicago! I am blown away, right, Bill? Come here, little Durian. Come here. Gotcha! Bill, what are you doing? Huh? Uh, uh, nothing! Bill, I'm gonna ask you something, and I'm gonna need you to be honest. What's that, Bill? Did you eat all the other snacks, Bill? Bill's honor? Bill's honor. Yes. Ah, jeez, Bill, again? This is exactly how we lost the gig at the Tostitos Bowl. I am so sorry. Well, everyone, it seems we have a winner by default. Congratulations, Durian!
5: I'd like to thank my parents and...
0: (gasps) Bill... What? The end. Wow, that story was so great. I really loved it.
3: Oh, hey, Eric. Hey, Lee. Hey, Lufa. Sorry I'm out of breath. I just walked in here from my bedroom, and then I did ten jumping jacks right outside. What's the rush? Well, I just wanted to make sure that the TV here in the ship's living room could play the big game later today. The big game? Eric, I didn't know you liked sports. Oh, are you kidding me? My fantasy team is doing great this season. I've watched every single match. I wouldn't miss the big game for anything. Well,
0: let's turn on the TV. I'll just push this power button on the remote, and... Huh. That's weird, it's not turning on. Let me try the power button on the television itself. All right, where is the power button? Is it behind the TV? Mm, No, it must be under. Maybe it is behind on the other side. Uh, No, it's not here. Nope, sorry. This TV won't turn on. Uh,
2: What's all the yelling about?
0: Bro! Our TV won't turn on. And I need a way to watch the big game. The big game? Eric, I didn't know you were into the big game. Oh yeah,
3: my team's stats are looking really good this year.
2: Well, I've got a TV in my Bean Emporium. Want to watch the game there? I'd love to. Well, let's go. And here we are at Rolo's Bean Emporium where, hey, baby with a mustache, what are you doing here? Oh, hey, Rolo. Hey, Eric. I needed a place to practice my juggling routine. And since your cafe- A bean
0: emporium.
2: Since your bean emporium has such high ceilings, I thought I could practice here. Want to see? Sure. Okay, here we go. Whoa, baby with the mustache, this is super impressive. Is that a bowling ball? A 13 pounder. Wow, this is pretty amazing. Who knew that a baby with tiny little baby arms could possess the strength and dexterity needed to juggle so many big, heavy, and dangerous things? Oh yeah, I guess you're right. I do have tiny little baby arms. Well, how am I doing this Oh no! And I dropped everything. Ah! Baby with a mustache, the stuff you dropped has knocked over everything in here. The tables, the chairs,
3: the TV. It's ruined. Sorry guys. Now how am I supposed to watch the big game? I need a TV. Did somebody say TV? Megan, yes. I need a TV so I can watch the big game later today. Eric, I didn't know you watched the big game. Megan, I invited you to join my fantasy league. And your exact response was, and I quote, the only trophies I'm interested in competing for begin with the letter O and rhyme with Mosker.
5: Ah, yes, that does sound like me. I'm really into rhymes these days. Anyway, I think I can help you. Maybe you can watch in the screening room.
3: We have a screening room?
5: Of course. I keep a library of old film reels in there so that I may study the ground in preparation of becoming one myself. Well, let's go then. To the screening room. And here we are in the screening room. Now, you just need to give me the film that the big game is printed on so I can set it up in the projector. Et voila.
3: Megan, the big game wasn't shot on film and then sent to everyone to watch it on an old-timey projector.
5: Well, film really is dead, huh?
3: Ugh. Now how am I going to watch the big game? I've got to find a TV.
4: (laughs) Siegfried, are you using your TV? Yep, I'm using it for axe throwing practice. Excuse me.
2: Bullseye! Uh,
3: (laughs) Rachel, can I use your
2: TV? Sorry, my TV is on fire. It's actually kind of a funny story how my TV caught fire.
3: You see- Ah, no time. Simony, do you have a TV I could use?
5: No, sorry. Oh, but I do have a simul room. We could use a complex algorithm to recreate how the big game might go, and then maybe you can just... Oh,
3: I want to watch the actual big game. Ah, look at the time. The big game is about to start. Why isn't there a single working screen on this whole ship? How am I going to watch the big game? We'll be right back.
0: Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. And get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply.
3: How will I ever get to watch the big game? Hey, Peter. Hey, Nimini.
4: Hey, Eric. Say, Nimini, you've played Omelette Blaster 4, right? Well, I'm on the final level, but I can't collect enough ham to beat the Denver boss. Peter, is
3: that a tablet?
4: Yeah, I've been playing this new game called Omelette Blaster 4, and I am loving it. It combines my two favorite things, tapping and swiping.
5: Huh, I thought for sure you were going to say games and snacks.
0: Nimini, I contain multitudes a
3: tablet. That's it. I can use that to watch the big game. Peter, would it be alright with you if I borrowed a tablet just for a couple of hours? The big game is about to start, and I can't miss it. I've kept my fantasy team stats in tip-top shape all season, and it's all coming down to this. Of course you can, Eric. I'm always happy to share with a friend. Here you go. Is it alright if we watch the big game with you? Sure. As we say in my fantasy league, the more the merrier. Well, I say that, but it's catching on.
5: All
4: Woo-hoo. right. Oh, right. Right. hey, Rachel, Megan, Lee, Rolo, Siegfried, Baby with a Mustache, you're just in time for the big game. Oh, oh, big oh, big great. game.
3: All right,
4: here we go.
0: And welcome, folks, to the big game. And by big game, I, of course, am talking about the National Championship Mystics and Mages Tournament, right here on Channel 9484. Brought to you by those little wipes you can use to clean your glasses. Wait a second. Eric, the big game you've been excited about all day is Mystics and Mages? Yeah, it's the
3: most popular tabletop role-playing card game on the planet. What did you think I was talking
2: about? But what about all that stuff about your fantasy team doing really well this season?
3: My fantasy team this year is a mage, an elf, a bard, and a warlock. That's a great lineup.
2: And all that stuff about your team's stats?
3: Well, every member of the Fellowship has gone up at least 12 hit points this season. Now, I can roll for plus four damage on
4: every turn. Eric, I think I speak for everyone when I say, this sounds incredible. Can I get in on your fantasy league next
3: season? Absolutely. Anyone else want to join?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Alright, I understand. It's not for everyone. But do you all want to watch the big game with me?
0: (laughs) Yes, All Alright! And while we're all watching the big game, should we do another story? Yeah! Great! Listeners, this next story is about doing the right thing. Even when that means you have to clean up little mouse poops all around your kitchen. You'll see what I mean. Here to introduce it is the author.
1: Hi, my name is Alice. I'm seven years old and I'm from Minnesota. And this is my
2: story, The Ground Cat. So then I said, Hey, hands off my cheese, pal! <laughs> Ooh, a that mouse. Mouse.
4: So funny! I love spending every night with my mouse friends, Doris.
2: I'm Gray and I'm a mouse. Fran. I'm a mouse storyteller.
4: And Tim.
2: Tim's my name. I'm also a mouse. That's uh, true, Gary. <laughs> yeah, I am a, a mouse. mouse. Brown, you're the best cat a mouse could ask for.
4: Meow, being nocturnal is great. We spend every night together. Yeah. But once my owner Greg wakes up, you all better hide. He hates mice. Meow, that's Greg's alarm clock. Quick, mouse friends, hide, hide. Better scatter. (laughs) Time to check in with Greg as if nothing is amiss.
3: Ah, what a beautiful morning in my apartment alone. They say living alone can wear on you, but I'm perfectly fine. Alone. Good morning, Greg. Ah, good morning, Brown, my beautiful brown cat.
4: Yes, I'm a brown cat, and you named me Brown. You named me Brown. You named the bed soft, because it's soft. You named the walls hard, because they're hard when you walk into them.
3: I sure did. I could reminisce all day, but I have a job for you, Brown. Oh, really? As you know, we have a mouse problem.
4: I love mice. Friends.
3: What was that? Mm-hmm.
4: I said I love mice and nothing else.
3: Ah, I see. Makes perfect sense. Anyway, I want you to find all the mice...
4: Uh-huh.
3: ...and take care of them. You winked. That's right. I winked to imply a deeper, darker meaning to my instructions.
4: You winked again.
3: Am I being clear, Brown?
4: I think so. You want me to
3: eat the mice? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, you said it, not me. But yes, I want you to eat the mice. (gasps) Exactly right. Now do the same gulp with a mouse instead. That's an odd thing to say, but okay. All right, I'm off to my job at the naming agency. I named it that. I'll be back at five o'clock. Goodbye, Brown.
4: Frank wants me to eat the mice, but they're my friends. Hey, Brown. Oh, hey. It's my mouse friends.
2: Why the long face, Brown?
4: Nothing. Um, hey, pals, can we talk? Sure, well, anytime. we are any friends, thing? aren't we? Why don't you take a seat?
2: Okay, okay oh, yeah, sure, I yeah. yeah sounds good.
4: In my mouth.
2: Oh, ever there? <laughs> oh sure, I'll get that uh, a try. Hey, King, let's hop into Brown's mouth. And yeah, let's go. And up. Normally, I would say no thank you, but because I deeply trust you, I'm going to climb into your mouth to get a better look at your teeth. And
4: up. All right. Is everyone comfy?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, very comfy. comfy.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: And now we're all in your mouth, Brown. What did you want to talk to us about? Well, gang,
4: here's the thing. I need to... Oh, who am
2: I Who <laughs> <laughs>
4: I can't go through with this. Greg told me to take care of you guys.
2: Oh, oh what a so nice gesture to, to, to take to care take of. When
4: he said take care of them, he winked like this.
2: Oh, oh no. Oh.
4: Meow, he wants me to eat you. Well, I don't want to. I love you and the rest of the mouse gang, and
2: I value your friendship. Well, that's a tough situation. If you want us to leave, We will.
4: No need for that. Surely we can work together and hatch a plan.
2: Oh, my. Well, I'm sure you'll think of something.
4: You're right. I did think of something. Right now.
2: Wow, that was
4: fast. Doris, Fran, I need you to make an entrance when Greg gets home.
2: Right. But Greg hates mice. Won't he freak out when he sees us?
4: Oh, I'm counting on it.
2: What do you want me to do?
4: Tim, you have the most important job of all audience just stay out of sight and i'll take care of greg
2: <gasps> brown no no no
4: no. it's okay see i didn't wink
2: oh <laughs> well,
4: greg gets back at five o'clock we'll be ready well it's five o'clock greg should be home any minute everyone ready ready now <laughs> that's greg's car quick everyone places Ah, I'm home from another day at the naming agency. Good evening, Greg.
3: Hello, Brown. Did you take care of the mice like I asked? I sure did, Greg. Please have a seat. Ah, I will. Thank you. What a day. Today, I named a grape purple. That's nice.
4: Greg, look, mice are in the house.
3: What the, Brown? You said you took care of them.
4: I did, but apparently they didn't get the message. Come here, you mice.
2: Oh no, well if it isn't Brown, my arch nemesis. Ah uh, Brown, you thought you bested us. Hmm.
4: It seems these mice need to be taught a lesson, eh hey, Greg? You're right, I'm calling an exterminator. No, Um, uh, no, 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 <laughs> that won't be necessary, Greg. I'll take care of these pests.
2: How about you? Oh, let's get out of here! Let's run away! Come back
3: here! Brown, where'd you go? You chased the mice into the other room, and now I can't see what's happening. Oh, be careful! That's my grandmother's crystal! I named it Crystal! Whoa, what's going on in there? Brown, I'm standing up to walk to the kitchen. No need, Greg. Please stay seated. I'm right here. Brown! That was incredible. The sights,
4: the sounds, but what about the mice? Well, Greg, you couldn't see what was happening, but I took care of all the mice. Well, just one is left, see? Took care? Oh, sorry. Took care. Oh, I get it. Ew, that's a dead mouse in your paw. That's right, it's a dead mouse. And definitely not the toy mouse you gave me as a gift two years ago. Okay. And now...
3: Whoop. You did what I asked. Bravo, bravo. You did it, Brown. You certainly did take care of those mice. Thank you, Greg. No, Brown. Thank you. Uh Uh-oh, I have to run into the naming agency. Apparently, they need help naming a carrot. Orange is a good name.
2: Bye, Brown.
4: And he's gone. All right, everyone, come on out.
2: What a journey.
4: Fantastic. We did it. And now we can still be friends as long as we keep it a secret.
2: Hey, gang, what did I miss? Tim, weren't you watching? Oh, no. I was in the bathroom. Can you do it again? Tim!
4: Tim. The
0: end.
2: And now, Lee speaks with the author.
0: So, Alice, you wrote The Brown Cat. Yeah. Can you tell me how you came up with the idea for it?
1: So, I was just thinking... uh, about like what to write about, and I came up with this idea for cats, because I love cats, and then cats and mice, so then I just wrote about that.
0: You know, normally, cats are supposed to catch mice, right? Yeah. What was different about the cat in your story, that they didn't want to catch mice, that they instead wanted to be friends with them?
1: Hmm, well, uh, I think the cat didn't really want to catch the mice, because... That just was mean.
0: Have you ever seen a cat in real life try to trick you or another human?
1: No but the thought of it is kind of funny.
0: <laughs> it is kind of funny. I have to ask, do you have a cat? Uh,
1: yeah. Her name is Belle, but we have to keep her in the basement because my sister has cat allergies.
0: So what if your cat Bell put on pants and a button-down shirt and a little hat and some glasses and then walked up the stairs from the basement on two legs and started walking around your house? Do you guys think you would be tricked?
1: Uh, I think
0: so. Maybe your cat is already dressing up as one of your family members and tricking you.
1: Maybe. (laughs) Maybe my sister.
0: Is there a way that you could actually test your sister to make sure she's not your cat dressed up?
1: Hmm, I guess if I got a toy mouse, hung it from a string.
0: (laughs) And see if your sister starts batting at it? Yeah. So Alice, in your story, the owner asks the cat to go kill the mice and the cat really doesn't want to do it, right? Because they're nice, like you said. Yeah. What do you think that you would do if someone asked you to do something that you didn't think was right?
1: I think I just wouldn't do it.
0: So what would you say to this person who asked you to do something and you were like, nah, I don't think I'm going to do that.
1: I would say... No, I don't want to do that.
0: And what if they were like, you have to do it?
1: I'm just still going to say, no, I'm not going to do it.
0: Huh. What if they'd be like, we're going to take away these cookies from you if you don't do it. I'm
1: going to snatch away the cookies first.
0: (laughs) Yes. Grab those cookies and run. Yeah. Then they're like, where did the cookies go? And you're like, what cookies?
1: And then they're like, you know where the cookies went? And I could be like, uh, no, but I think they went in someone's tummy." (laughs)
0: Maybe that cat acting as a human took them. Yeah, maybe. Alice, thank you so much for letting us perform your story.
1: Yay, thank
0: you. Will you tell your cat I said hello?
1: Yeah.
0: Bye, Alice.
1: Bye.
0: That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. And a big thanks to today's authors, Caden and Alice. Before we go, here's today's story spark. Kids. Write us a story about a character from your imagination who decides to do what's right, even if it means they have to disobey someone else, you know, like the brown cat did. Tell us how your character decides what the right thing to do is, who they're disobeying when they decide to do the right thing, and most importantly, what happens after they make their choice. Do they get in trouble? And if they do, was it worth it? As always, grown-ups can submit stories at storypirates.com. See you next week. Bye. Bye! The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Gimlet Media. Executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Baer, Mike Caballon, Chad Chennai, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Jonathan Roberts, Jasmine Romero, Rachel Winitsky, and Nimini Ware. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Baer at The Relic Room in New York City. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord, arranged by Brendan O'Grady and Jack Mitchell, produced by Brendan O'Grady, and featuring the beatboxing of Kayla Milady. musical scoring by Jack Mitchell musical scoring for Little Snacks Big Problems by Eric Gerson our head writer is Rachel Winitsky. staff writers are Mike Caballon and Mahala Lawrence contributing writers are Peter McNerney Megan O'Neill Lee Overtree Alexis Simpson and Ted White This episode features performances by Eric Austin, Andrew Barbado, Sasha Diamond, Chris Ferry, Lindsey Ford, Eric Urson, Quentin Johnson, Nick Canellis, Leslie Kareem, Peter McNerney, Alexandra Nader, Megan O'Neill, Leo Retrie, Peter Russo, Rachel Winitsky, Nimini Ware, and Matt Zembrano. The music for Little Snacks Big Problems was written by Eric Urson and Alexa Simpson and produced by Eric Urson. Okay, another day cleaning the kitchen and getting rid of all the mice on the ship. I did it, everybody. Don't worry. No mice here. Clean kitchen. Okay, I think it's safe. You can come out now. Here we go. Oh, wow. You all look great. Does everyone have their tap shoes on?
2: Uh, yes, tap shoes for mice right here. Stan,
0: where's your tuxedo? I chewed it
2: up.
0: Sorry. No worries. This is just the dress rehearsal. We'll get you a new one for the big show. <clears throat> okay, let's rehearse everybody. Ready? And line up.
1: Okay, nope, I'm Gertrude, over you're over there. Over there.
0: Yep, that's right. Okay, and a five, six. A five, six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Okay, and time step. Yep, windmills. Yeah, mm-hmm. Now to your left. And two more steps back to your right. And yes, everyone looks amazing.
1: <laughs> we owe it all to you, coach. coach.